It's always a surprise. We don't know where we're going to get it, man. All right. Our main service is here at Metro Praise our Sundays. Now it's not at 9 or 11 a.m. It's at 10 a.m. every Sunday. All right. Our main services, we're here every Wednesdays in Connor Night along with Impact, the Royal Rangers Ministry for Children. Bring your children on Wednesday nights. They can just have a great time and get to memorize scriptures and so on forth. And we're here to receive the word. This is a time of prayer. This is a time where we come here to learn to pray. We come here to uh, get close to God, to learn to worship. This is not a regular service uh, like a Sunday. This is more of a, uh, of a time where it's just for you to go after God, for you to get closer to God. It's special. I love it. Every Wednesday, that's what we call it, Encounter Night. We have a youth service every Friday at 7.30 as well. Teenagers between the ages of 11 to 18 are welcome to come. It's church for teenagers. Amen. Next slide. Our vision here at Metro Praise is to love God and to love people. Jesus says the greatest commandment is to love God. We entire soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So that is our vision here at Metro Praise. All the churches do different, have their different visions. But you know what? We're all the same body. We're all the same church. Amen? Our strategy is to connect, mentor, and send. And that means that we want to connect you to Jesus Christ through discipleship, one-on-one mentorship. And then mentor is the two-on-one process where we mentor you to be disciples, effective in God's kingdom, to preach the gospel, to do all that Jesus has commanded us to do. Amen? And our send process, we just send you out wherever God has spoken you to go. Some people want to go to China and plant churches. Some people want to go to the prisons. Some people just want to be in the streets and reach out to the gangbangers. All right? So we believe in that, that God's called us all to be disciples, that make other disciples. Praise God. Our goal is to have 100,000 disciples here in Chicago, 50 churches in Chicago, and 500 worldwide. We already have about 200 and something in Nigeria, Pakistan. Um, um, India, Nepal, and the Philippines. Thank the Lord for that. We have two here in Chicago, here at Irving Park Campus, and all one in Worker Park. Next slide, please. Tithes and offerings. God commands that 10% of a total girls belongs to Him. And offerings, whatever you want to give besides that, uh, whether you can send it to the mission field, we can send it to the building fund. It's always better to give than to receive, Jesus says. Amen. That's what He blesses us. We're a blessing to be a blessing. Is that true? Amen. Let us pray for the tithes and offering. We have the drop box right behind the sanctuary right here. And another one in the student center. You can also give online. But let's uh, close our eyes and bow our heads. Father, we just uh, thank you for this night, Lord. Uh, we pray that you will bless every single giver that gives. And God, uh, Lord, um, let this tithes and offerings, Lord God, be uh, a blessing and uh to your to your throne, Lord God, let it be a sign. Let it be a worship unto you, Lord God. We do not give, Lord, out of, out of hesitation, Lord God, but we give rejoicingly, Lord, because it, it's blessing your kingdom. It's paying the bills here, Lord. So we just thank you for all the ones that are giving. Bless them, Lord God, and I ask that you favor those, Lord, that are seeking after jobs. Lord, we ask that you bless them. You favor them. For those that are seeking for a raise, Lord, we ask that you bless them and favor them, Lord, because. Lord God, in your economy, the body of Christ is not in need, does not lack. Father, so we just declare, Lord God, favor upon those that are giving in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get to the word. Hallelujah. Who's excited? I'm excited. Short word tonight. 
Um, last week, I talked about surrender. Those that were here, you guys remember, I talked about surrender. And the message was about surrendering to the words of Jesus. Because sometimes when Jesus speaks his word, what we do, we feel in our hearts that we falsely accuse him. I know it was kind of, you know, had to think a little bit. But it's true. Sometimes when we hear the words of Jesus, how do we falsely accuse him? It's because we don't truly believe it in our hearts at times. And we don't live it up. To, we don't live it up. Amen? So that's what I've taught, uh, I preached about last, last Wednesday. Uh, today, tonight, um, we're here, amen, and we're here to hear his word, and that's why I tied tonight's message, message, his word. That's the message of tonight's uh, word, is his word. So we're going to talk about his word. So very simple and basic, we're going to learn about his word. His word is a lamp unto our feet, amen. His word is the truth, his word is alive, his word is the bread of life, his word. It's all that we need. Jesus says in Matthew 4, 4, he says, man does not live on bread alone, but we live by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. So it is his word that we need. It is his word that we must believe. It's his word that is truth, that is his word is a double-edged sword. His word is the spirit of God. His, the word is Jesus. Amen. Isn't it so good to have the word? We have the privilege that you hold the Bible in your hand. If you don't have one, you can buy one back there for $5. The word that we have a God that sits enthroned and he's given us his word, his message, that he speaks through us through the Bible, that there, sh there shouldn't be no lack of need in our lives. There, should, there shouldn't be no, no depression. There shouldn't be no doubts. But there is. And we're going to learn today why there is so many things in our lives that we struggle with. But before we get there, we are going to talk a little bit more about the passage that I'm going to share with you. What we must use, what I want us to do tonight is this. We want to use God's word in prayer. Okay? We want to use his word in prayer. You know, the biggest enemy to prayer, of course, is the devil. Because the devil wants to distract us at times not to pray. You know, he brings that spirit of laziness upon you sometimes. And uh, you feel a little tired, I can't pray right now. Or, or you get that irritating spirit or they start bugging you. Or you feel like offended. It's like, I don't want to pray right now. Or, or the devil will just put things in front of you. It's just the flesh itself. Okay, the TV's there, the Facebook's there. And there's no time to pray anymore. Yes, the enemy is the number one. He, the devil's number one enemy of prayer, okay? But check this out. The second biggest enemy to prayer is that we pray for what we already have. <laughs> you see, that's the enemy of prayer at times. We pray to God for what we already have. Check this out. We don't realize it. If I pray for what I already have, then I won't be able to celebrate my answer because it's not going to happen, but it has already happened. <laughs> See, Jesus says in John 16, verse 24, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. 
Sometimes I see Christians living their days as if they are a part of the world, as if they're not saved, as if they don't carry the word. You know, you open up the word, you find answers there to life. You find solution. Every dilemma that the world brings, it's in the Bible. The solution is there. You know, I see Christians at times, and you know what? Don't, don't feel like, you know, guilty or don't feel like something's wrong with you. We all go through trials. We all go through, uh, you know, times of uh, testing in our faith. It's normal. But when I, I sometimes I, uh, we see Christians going through fears and worries, and they live life like that and depressed and weak-minded, easily wavered around, and, and, and always lacking of need, um, you know. You see, those things, of course, I was there before as well. You know, I can thank the Lord that his word has has. You know, me holding on to his word, being faithful to his word has brought me through my life and every single moment, even to, to, to right now. But sometimes, you know, we see Christians going through that cycle over and over and over and over. And we think, what's going on? What, what's, what's happening? I'm thinking to myself, it's like, and it, it just kind of hit me. It's like, what the word of God says, the opposite of what's going on in this person's life. Amen? So it's like, I want us to learn. That's why I want us to learn tonight. His word. I want us to learn his word. And at the same time, use his word in prayer. Amen? Um, the main uh, passage that we're going to use tonight, if you can put it up, please, uh, is Isaiah verse, uh, chapter 62, verses 6 to 7. If y'all follow me, say amen, hallelujah. If y'all ready to uh, receive his word, say, I'm ready. All right, so Isaiah 62, verses 6 to 7. Anybody there? Okay. Waiting for the slide up there. While you wait, just say, uh, let's get to the word. All right, here we go. Isaiah 62, verses 6 to 7. It reads, I have posted watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourself no rest and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. Amen. We must remember the word of God and we must remind word, we must remind God of his word. His word are, his word are promises. Amen. You see, Right here we see Isaiah, the prophet of God, speaking in, in God's behalf. And he's saying, I have posted watchmen on your walls. See, God wants you to be a watchman. They will never be silent day or night. What that means is like God wants you to be a watchman over the city of Chicago. God wants you to be a watchman over this ministry, Metro Praise, and always... Day and night, be without silence, without rest, and without giving God rest. You see that right there? And what that means is you're not going to give God any rest. You're going to say, God, your word says so forth and so on. Amen? Y'all understand what I'm saying? You see, it says right here, and give him no rest. Who's him? God, no rest 
till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. What do you want, Chicago, to be the praise of the earth unto the God's throne? What do you want this ministry, Metro Praise, and the body of Christ to be um, the praises of the earth unto God's throne? Amen? I want to see that. But you know what God wants to do with you? He wants to make you a watchman. He wants to make you a people that will be determined and stubborn to say, God, I know your word. Your word says if we are people that call by your name, we'll humble ourselves, seek your face, and repent of our ways, you will come and heal the land. God, you promised to bring healing forth. Amen? And what happens when the city gets healed? What happens when people are healed? And people are praising them. People are free. People are just giving them worship and praise. Come on. You see, we got to remind him of his promises. We got to be like watchmen, you know, not being silent day and night, every day, every moment of the day. It's just if you're going through anything, you know, just bring his, his word forth. You know, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4 says, Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by the evil desires. God has given us his precious promises so we can be in his divine nature. Amen? If you are suffering because you're not meeting the financial need, well, let me tell you what God's agenda says in this, and, and, and what he says in this word. Philippians, we say it every Sunday, 419. And God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You tell God, I'm suffering right now financially. I don't have the money to pay the bills and the rent. But God, you said. You will meet my need according to your glorious riches. It's your promise. You promised it, Lord, without rest. It reminds me of the woman, a woman that Jesus talked about in Luke 18. She was a widow, and she was facing a judge that did not fear man or God, and then this woman kept going after the, the judge saying, Lord, I, I mean, uh, judge, I plead you that you would just, she was just pleading the judge that she would get favor on this, on this trial. And the guy was like, no, no, and no, and no, and no. But what happened? Even a man did not fear man or God granted her what she was asking because she was persistent, because she kept, she was determined. And God wants you to be the same. He wants you to be persistent, determined, and, and day and night. He wants you to, at all times, to lift, him, lift his word up and say, God, you promised this to me. Give him no rest until he establishes the praises here in this earth unto his throne. Amen? You see, uh, what happens sometimes is that we doubt God's word because sometimes we cannot even keep our own word. Or because somebody has given us a word. Hey, I promise I'll be there. Hey, I promise I'll do this for you. And they have failed their word on you. That's why it's hard sometimes to keep, to believe in God's promises and, keep, and believe in, in keeping God's um, word in our hearts. It's, it's, it's kind of deep, but it's true in the hearts at times. Because I, 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 can, I can testify that to myself in my heart. 
You know, I, sometimes I do doubt God and his word. This has happened in my life. If, if it has happened in your life, say amen. Okay. That's what we're here. We're asking God, God, give me faith. Let my faith increase. God, give me your word. Let it be a lamp unto my feet. God, let your word just be all that I need. I do not got to be feeding myself every day with uh, McDonald's five meal number five. No, no, no. I need to be fed on your word. Amen. So, yes, that's what happens to us. Proverbs 20, verses, verse 6 says, Many a man claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find? God is not like man. Man will fail you. Man or woman will tell you so forth and so on. But you know what? It's going to happen to the man. It's going to lack faithfulness. It's going to lack honesty. It's going to lack Loyalty, it's going to lack. And it will fail you. But you can't be putting God and man's standard. You got to understand that God is faithful. He is all of that. He is faithful. He is loyal. He is an honest God. He's a promising God. He's not going to fail you. His word is alive and effective. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It will penetrate through your heart. Come on, somebody has to, we have to believe this, that when we get together after this word and we begin to lift our prayers to God according to his promises, God is going to do it. We're not lifting up wishes to him. We're not asking a man. We're asking a living God that for the past 2012 years, his word has been alive. That through his word, I've been changed. You've been changed. Amen. God is not like man. He will never be like man. I can tell my wife, honey, I'm going to take you to the mall Saturday. Saturday comes, I might forget. And I probably don't want to even take her. I'm a man. I'm not God. And yet, TV's there, the Cubs game's out. I might want to do that instead. But again, God is not like us. You see, we got, you see, the Bible says that God has already given you the mind of Christ. You see, before Jesus ever did anything, he consulted the Father about it. He was Father filtered. Sometimes we get human filtered. And we have the wisdom of man and we're thinking, you know what, I'm going to get through life. Even though you go to church on Sundays and you receive the word and you go through discipleship, you still have the mentality of a human being. Oh, but that Jesus says, hey, I've given you my mind already. You have a Father in heaven. If you ask him, he will give to you. And if you seek for something, the door will be open. If you knock, the door will be open. If you seek, you will find. So many promises that God has for us. When you face sicknesses and devils, well, let me tell you what Jesus says. Mark 16, 17 to 18. And be signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. That's his promise. I believe that. When you face temptation, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. 
But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand under, up under it. When you face impure thoughts, Psalms 119 verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? But by living according to his word. Well, if you're not having a pure thought, if you're strongly with your thinking, well, you know what? You got to get in God's word. Think that what is pure. Think that what is lovely. Think of that what is admirable. Think of that what is praiseworthy. You got to stay in the word. Again, the word of God will make you victorious. There's no more need of living, uh, living a life of, of defeat or of, uh, as a victim. You have the victory. He calls you victorious. He calls you more than a conqueror. Amen? You know, in my life, I don't know. In my life, I'm, I'm expecting God's best. I'm Because His Word gives me the best. Amen? If I'm, you know, and it's going to start with right here. Like, right here in the, in the mind and thinking. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 says, Not be conformed with the pattern of this world. But be transformed in the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed with the pattern of this world. Don't be conformed with the way you've been thinking, the way you've been living life, the way you, you, you know, um, just your family is like, or this is just how it is, and I will never change, my family will never change. No, God says differently. God says it completely differently. You got to be conformed, you got to be transformed in, the, in your mind. And the Bible says that you, then you'll be able to, Attest and approve what God's perfect will is. See, we all have given the free will of choice. We have the free will to choose his word and make his word truth. And say, God, Jesus, I want to make you real in my life. I want to make you real to my children. I want to make you real to my spouse. I want to make you real to my friend. I want to make you real to my neighbor. God, I want to make you real. And it's all going to start with his word. You confessing his word over your life. Like I said, when, you, you, when you're facing financial issues, you say, God, Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ. Can I get an amen if you believe that? When you, when you feel tired and worried, Jesus says in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 29, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. When you have a long day at work, you just, God, I'm just tired of this. Oh, I need some rest. Well, Jesus says, hey, come to me. I'm going to give you rest. You don't have to snap on your children, snap on your spouse, and start complaining. No, 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 no. I am the answer. Jesus says, I am the way. Come on. Are we going to... Go according to his word, or are you going to go according to your ways? All the answers are here in the word of God. When you face abuse, unfairness, let me tell you what the Bible says about that. Romans 12, 19, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Well. When you face death, Psalms 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When you face hopelessness, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. 
That's his promise. You don't have to live a life of hope. You see, stop defeating yourself. Stop bringing yourself down. And say, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not an answer. But you know what's an answer? The answer is his word. When you face loneliness, Psalms 91 verse 4 says, He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. When you face fear and danger, John 14, 27 says, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not give, I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. I have so many more promises here from the word of God. What I want us to do right now, from the words that you heard me just um, confess, I want us to stand, and I want I want you to kind of think about what is it that I need God to do in my life, or in my case, or just what, what God, what do I need from you? Because it's, it's found in His Word. Amen. If you can play some music, please. Let's just close our eyes and bow our heads and stand and just feel free to walk around or worship the Lord. We're going to spend the next time reflecting on the word of God, his word, his promises. Begin to confess some some of his promises over your life. Begin to confess his the word. Of your coming light. It burns Come on. So brightly you like that persistent widow? You like that watchman? Restless. Day and night. Because you know what comes to mind? What comes to mind is the story of Jacob. Jacob. Genesis. He wrestled with God. God had promised him a nation. And Jacob wrestled God. Riding on the clouds. God wants you to see with justice in his heart. Believe his word. He wants to raise people up this place the glory of they would say God I believe your word I believe he's jealous for your word will be fulfilled in my life and your word does not return void come on you're lacking faith James says you lack faith you lack wisdom wisdom which is understanding Hebrews 11, 1 says, Faith is that what you hope for, but the evidence of things have not seen. You got to get used to living life with your eyes closed and seeing better with your eyes closed. When you have your eyes closed, you see what Jesus and God the Father sees for. Instead of having your eyes open all the time, seeing the natural, you got to see supernatural. God's word become alive in your life. His word. Hallelujah. And he's faithful to.
Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. If you confess him as the Lord, that means he's your master. That means from this moment on, he's going to be the one to lead you. That what he says, you will do. That what he says, you surrender to. Come on. If you confess him to be the Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. Shall be saved. All the issues, the separation from God, to sin, shall be saved from sin. Shall be saved. Come on, some of some some gotta just confess Jesus to be Lord. Some gotta just say, God, I am the head. I am not the tail. Some guy confess, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Some guy confess, I am more than a conqueror through my schooling, through parenting. Because God said so. Some of you got to start confessing and change your mind and saying, I am what God says that I am. I am not who people say that I am. I am not who I think that I am. As hard it might be, but you know what? God's word, if you put your faith in it, you will see it transform you. His word will transform you. God, I pray for hungry hearts for your word in this house. God, people that will get hungry for your word. Come on, let's just begin to lift up the church now. Promises that says in Acts, I believe chapter 16, that they went out. The disciples went out. And souls got saved. The fear of God came upon the church. As we see souls getting saved in this ministry, God, I'm asking that your fear, God, will be installed upon the leadership. Set so, Lord. Come on, that is prayer right there. Prayers, you're communicating to God, you're requesting and asking everything that He already has spoken to you through His Word. Line it up with him. Come on, everybody should be praying in this place. Everybody should have their eyes closed and seeking God. Somebody just ask God to teach you to pray. Word teach you to understand and comprehend his, his word. Hallelujah.
build your faith up for more. If you're dealing with fear and worries, let me tell you what God says about that. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every single lying tongue. If you're dealing with fear and worry, let me tell you what God's word says. In my past is life, and there is no death. Come on, he says, I take, you got to confess this in Jesus 6, 16. I take the shield of faith and stop everything the enemy brings against me. You got to confess his word. First John 4, 4. Great is he that is in me, than he that is in the world. Come on, let your faith rise up now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54, 14. I am far from oppression and fear does not come near me. Come on, that's his promise. I find that spirit of oppression, that spirit of oppression, that spirit of depression in Jesus' name. Come on, I speak and I declare now for you to be free. That fear will not come near you in Jesus' name. Galatians 1.4 confesses, you have delivered me from the evil of this world, for it is your will. James 1.25, I am a doer of the word of God and I am blessed in my deeds. Revelations 12.11, I overcome by the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony. Remember your testimony. Come on. Don't let the devil bring fear to you. you. You declare, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Don't let worries come to you. Jesus said it simply. Who by worrying will add an hour to your day? You put it in the Bible. You. It's there for a reason. His word is there for a reason. And it's to answer answer you come on if you are in need let me tell you what God says Galatians 3.13 Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law including poverty and sickness come on 2 Corinthians 8.9 says for poverty he has given me wealth for sickness he has given me health Psalms 119 Verse 25, it is true unto me according to the word of God. <laughs> Come on. You have to believe that. It is true unto me according to the word of God. Luke 6, 38, I have given and it is given unto me. Press, shaken together and running over. Come on. You shouldn't lack no need. Psalms 37, 4. I delight myself in the Lord, and He gives me the desires of my heart. It's what you love to do. It's what you love to do. Bring restoration. If you need, because we were made to shine. Psalms 23, 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I should not be in want. Broken. Can need me. Emotional need. Sometimes through the need of a partner, Jesus says, I am your partner. I am your lover. Don't be in want of somebody else. I want you to fall in love with me first. 
I want to show you the love that I have and when I compare it to any man or any woman. Come on. I should not be in one. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me to quiet waters. You might be going through some confusion. You might be going through some clearness of your mind. You need some guidance, some wisdom. John 16, verse 13 says, The Spirit of truth abides in me and teaches me all things. He guides me to all truth. There you go. Say, God, you promise you're going to guide me to your truth. Give me the wisdom. Following Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of God dwell in your wisdom with all wisdom. Allow the word of God dwell in your wisdom with all wisdom. That's what we're going to do for the next, from 8.30 to 9 o'clock. We're just going to let the place be a place of, where you can just sit back. Open up your words. Say, God, here I am. Read it. Let me speak to you. Come on. It takes some word to become a, a watchman. It takes some word to be restless day and night and be in prayer. It's going to take work. And right now, I'm spurring you up right now. I'm saying, come on. I challenge you. Press in. Confess his word. Stay. Pray, I'll put the mic in a few seconds. Stay after words. And read his word. God wants to raise you up. Come on. Looks down like a face to seek you. He's looking for one that was standing in the gap and it's a seed. You know, Jesus says that we will do great things that he will do. When Jesus preached, crowds and multitudes would follow him. He would preach the kingdom of God. Whether I'm preaching tonight, whether my wife Grisella's preaching, whether Joe's preaching, whether Jerry's preaching, Ellie, you know, we all take turns preaching. And we're preaching the word of God. There shouldn't be no need of this place being completely empty. Every chair should be filled. So what I want us to do right now, I want us to lay hands in every chair just confess. Begin to declare. God to bring the soul there. Begin to just speak over that chair. The conviction of God to come upon the person that sits there. Come on. Salvation. Deliverance. It's what you love to do. 
They got used to you. All you have to do is confess His word. It's what you love. It's what you love. Hallelujah. You bring restoration. Hallelujah. 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 We ask you that you will bring in the lost, Lord. We ask you, Lord God, that this word that was brought forth, God, God, let us us live it out, Lord. Lord, teach us to read your word. Teach us, Lord, to pray. Teach us to intercede. Teach us, Lord, right now. God, we're here for you, Lord. Use us in this room. Use us in this room. Use us in this room, Lord God, now. Begin to lift up people that are in your heart that you want to know Jesus. Don't! 
the mic and are clear. God says that He promised. We ask Him for donations. He will give the donations. Lord, we ask for more nations.
thank you, Jesus. I want to do. I want us to all be in a circle right here. I want us to be. Every single one of us that take turns to pray. Whatever's in your heart that you receive with the Holy Spirit that you pray for. It, amen. And if you feel just you know, that's praying and coming prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you bring a little more because we want to hear our Open us up, uh, just Miriam, and we'll go clockwise, and Jason, and so forth. Just let us see you. Just put your glory in me, and I'll serve anyway. Just let me see.
pictures all around you. I know there are lightnings and thunder. I know they just storm all around you. Holy, holy, holy. I know there are creatures all around you. I know there are lightnings and thunder. I know there's a storm all around you. Holy, holy, holy. I see seven lamps of fire burning. I see a sea of glass mingled with fire burning. I see the son of man with eyes of fire burning, 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 burning. I see seven lamps of fire burning. I see a sea of glass mingled with fire burning. I see the son of man with eyes of fire burning, burning, burning. Oh. And thundering, I know there's a storm all around you. Holy, 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 but I know there are creatures all around you. I know there are lightnings and thunderings. I know there's a storm all around you. Holy. All around you, I know there are lightnings and sun dreams. I know there's a storm all around you. Holy, holy, holy. I know there are creatures all around you. I know there are lightnings and sun dreams. I know there's a storm all around you. 
temple cries glory. Everyone in the 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 temple cries glory. 